Hello there, and welcome to One Person's Trash is Our Treasure. I'm your host, Jen, and your other host, Rachel, is not here with me today. I'm flying solo for this intro because I just moved and stuff has been pretty hectic because of it. So it's just me until we get to the actual episode part, and then it'll be the two of us again, back together like always, and it'll be way more fun. But today, the episode is going to be about Legally Blonde and its musical adaptation on Broadway that I saw when I was 14 years old. And so I've I've been wanting to do an episode about the musical and uh, the movie from which it came for as long as we've had the podcast. So this has been a long time coming, and I'm very excited to finally get to uh, talk about it. We wanted to do this episode because, uh, obviously, with the movie and the musical, there are themes of underestimating you know, underestimating Elle, the main character. We'll talk about it more, but it was very fitting to me. And so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. If you want to find us on social media, we're on Twitter at Optiot. That's O-P-T-I-O-T. And we're also on Instagram at Optiot Pod. And you can also find us on our website at one person's trash is our treasure.com. This feels really weird without Rachel, but let's go! Today we're going to talk about Legally Blonde. Uh, many people are probably really familiar with the movie, mm-hmm. but I don't know how many people have had the opportunity to see or even know that there was a musical. Mm-hmm. On Broadway. Based on the movie. Legally Blonde, the musical. Yes. Yes. We watched both so that we could kind of compare and contrast, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to just jump into it. Yeah. I do want to say I love the musical. I saw it when it was on Broadway. The musical was up in like 2007. It was on Broadway for a fairly short window of time and I was fortunate enough to happen to be there when it was when I could see it and I and I did and I loved it and I've loved it ever since. I was 14 years old. It, it was oh, my Oh wow, we were yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. Like it was um yeah, it was it was for my 14th birthday. My my mom took oh. me to uh to New York City. But I'll talk about that more later in the episode because it is relevant to later topics. But until then, you should know that the musical follows the exact plot of the movie just with singing and dancing. So, if you don't know, Legally Blonde is about a sorority girl named Elle who believes her boyfriend is about to propose to her. It's their senior year of college. And instead of proposing, he breaks up with her because he's going to Harvard Law School and he thinks that she isn't serious enough. I believe he uses the uh, metaphor. I need a Jackie, not a Marilyn. Yeah. So determined to win her man back, she gets into Harvard Law School and to pursue her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. her ex-boyfriend. And um, she discovers that she actually really likes being a lawyer. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, you know, she's like this preppy, girly. uh, Typical California blonde. Like valley girl. Loves pink. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, then she goes to law school with all these like. East Coast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stuffy, you know. Like us. (laughs) Except smarter. That's, That's the plot of the movie. Yeah. So because I have harbored this love of Legally Blonde the Musical for so long, 
fun fact okay the way that we watched it was um it's on youtube and not in like the typical like bootleg way (laughs) like the the shady like underground you know bootleg kind of thing but um back when it was on broadway they did this thing it was like this happens more often with musicals now you know we when um when we did our Daddy Long Legs episode, we talked about uh, Broadway HD, which is a streaming service that has um, some productions of Broadway shows on it. But back when Legally Blonde was on, that was not common at all. And um, so Legally Blonde did this thing where they taped a performance of it and it aired on MTV, um, which was like really cool because... 14 year old me who went to see the musical and fell in love with it then realized that mtv was airing it dvr'd it and so i have legitimately watched this musical countless times so for me to show it to somebody was a little terrifying like i didn't know how you were going to respond and i tried not to like watch you too much (laughs) So I'm really, really curious to know what you thought of it and what you thought of some of the differences. Because like I said, the plot is like, it, it does, it follows the movie very closely, but there are some differences as far as, um, not plot wise, but kind of character wise mm-hmm. and like relationship wise. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So I'm really, really curious to know your thoughts. Uh, overall, I did like the musical. I think I like the movie more. Mm-hmm. Part of that was that none of the music was really, like, catchy to me, you know? Bummer. I love the music. It's not... It wasn't bad by any means. Like, it was really, really fun, mm-hmm. the musical. Yeah. And I think the music fit the aesthetic and everything. Yeah, totally. Uh, it just... I don't remember any of it. It's still really good, though. I liked the relationship between Emmett and Elle and Emmett's overall character a lot more in the musical. Yay! He, in the movie barely needs to be there yeah in, for in, real. in my opinion I, I, we were even surprised like i knew Emmett wasn't in the movie as much as he's in the musical but mm-hmm. even when we re- rewatched it i was like wow he really wasn't in that a lot and yeah. they barely have any interaction yeah and i didn't really know what to make of it when you were saying that because i hadn't seen the musical yet we watched the mm-hmm. movie first and i had seen the movie before many years ago but i don't really feel like the movie needs a bigger focus on Emma and Elle. So I just didn't know where you were coming from with that. Having yeah. seen the musical now, I understand. Yeah, I don't think the movie needs it either, but um, it is a, a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, it is. In the movie, for example, Emmett is just kind of there. He doesn't really turn the plot too much. I think there's one instance I can think of at the very end of the movie when he gets the um, pool boy... To confess that he has a boyfriend. Yeah. I think that's the only time that he really impacts the plot. Yeah. I mean, he gives her, like, advice, like, once or something. Yeah, like, he gives her a little little bit of a pep talk, but ultimately it's still Elle. Yeah. You know? Whereas in the musical, he takes a very hands-on role in helping to shape Elle's character and Mm -hmm. helping her to kind of, like, come into her true self and the lawyer that she is destined to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's actually a very sweet kind of montage musical number where, you know, Emmett's really tough on her and it's it's kind of interesting to see the contrast between, like, his um, chip-on-his-shoulder ragtag. <laughs> you said you didn't remember any of the music. <laughs> I couldn't remember how the song goes. Yeah, and, you know, his ragtag, scruffy boy-from-the-streets 
type <laughs> compared compared to L's straight white man <laughs> compared to L's um valley girl trust fund yeah yeah uh, it was it was it was fun and their relationship is sweet and it feels organic and it's kind of got like a beauty and the geek vibe going on mm-hmm. but not in an annoying way no L in the in the musical is just as sweet, if not more so, than L in the movie. Like she's I like, disagree. Really? <laughs> yeah, actually. I Aww. do. She is sweet, but I mean maybe not more so. I just I have so much nostalgia for the like I have so much love for the musical. Mm-hmm. By but- the way, Emmett in the musical is played by Christian Borle, who's Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't like say that the entire time we were watching it. Jen says do, the name do, Christian do, do. Borel at least once every time we hang out. <laughs> That's not true. It's it's enough that I recognize his name without having known <laughs> well, what he looked like at all. We also hang out almost every other day, so I don't think I would need to mention him every time we hang out. You mention it a lot, but I'm not criticizing you. Fight me. <laughs> I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying... I didn't realize that that was who that was, and now everything's falling into place. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Just like how why you love him, and you know. well, I mean, he's he very was, charming. He's very charming, he's and very he was, charming. he was excellent. But just now, I understand like where you found out about this guy. Oh know? yes, absolutely. This was my first. I saw the original cast of Lily Blonde. It was the first original cast I ever saw. And um, it was the first time we saw him. Mm-hmm. And then he was in a TV show called Smash. And we were like, hey, that's Emmett from Lily Blonde. I didn't know he was in Smash. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. <laughs> Maybe we should do it for the podcast because it's a train wreck. <laughs> oh, more so than Glee? Um, ooh, that's a <laughs> like, like, take out the first season of Glee. No. Okay. <laughs> well, see, it's weird. Season one of Smash is better than season two. Smash is particularly infuriating because there are parts of Smash that I genuinely, unironically love. Mm-hmm. And then there are parts that are so bad that mm-hmm. it makes it really hard to watch the show. Mm-hmm. So that might be fun for a later episode. Anyway, <laughs> so here's something interesting. Before musicals go on Broadway, they usually do what's called an out-of-town tryout, where they go to a city like San Francisco or Chicago, and they put it on there. And that serves as kind of a a workshop for the show, and they can, like, work on lyrics or lines or jokes that don't work or songs that don't work. Legally Blonde had out-of-town tryouts in San Francisco, and, I mean, it's largely the same, apart from one song that changed and some lines here and there. What I thought was most interesting, maybe, with regard to the differences between the out-of-town tryouts and when it got put on Broadway, was one of the lines in Emmett's song, Chip on My Shoulder. There's a part in the song where Elle is getting ready to leave for Thanksgiving break. And Emmett's like, hey, where are you going? (laughs) And she's like, home. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) And he has a line. It goes, look, they laughed at me like they're laughing at you. We can't win if we don't follow through. Mm -hmm. That line was not in the song during the San Francisco tryouts. And I feel like that line completely changes his motives for like helping her. Mm -hmm. Um, The original line was something, I don't remember it, but it was something that made me a little uncomfortable. It was as if she owed him something. Oh. Yeah, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know the musical like the back of my hand, so I 
knew what was supposed what line was supposed to be there and i was like that was a good change that they made mm-hmm. <laughs> um because i feel like that that line is like really crucial to his character mm-hmm. and like explaining why he has a stake in this beyond like you know the nice guy like Maybe if I help her, she'll get with me. Like, that mm-hmm. is not Emmett's character in the musical at all. Yeah. But... Not in the movie either. But no, no, But he doesn't totally. have a personality in the movie. Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, but in the San Francisco tryout, the tryouts, the original line kind of ventured into that territory a little bit. And it made me super uncomfortable. And I was like, whoa, I am so glad they changed that. Mm-hmm. Because... Emmett in the musical, I feel like they really, like, put a lot of effort into making you root for him. I mean, obviously, they basically created his character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, in the same way that, like, in Daddy Long Legs, the people who did the musical kind of had to create their version of Jervis. Mm -hmm. So I think that is really interesting. I think about that a lot. Like, I think Emmett and Elle's relationship is very sweet. It's super interesting to me that you said... That it's cute how he helps her. And it it is. Sometimes I worry if some people would think that the fact that he helps her instead of her doing it mostly on her own is like a knock against it feminism wise. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I definitely see how someone could feel that way. I do think that it's interesting how in the movie Elle really kind of does it all herself. Yeah. You know, I think that's interesting, but that never really played into why I, maybe I did a little, maybe you can help me parse this out. Mm -hmm. I said earlier that I liked Elle's character a little better from the movie than I do the musical. Mm -hmm. That being said, I really do like Elle from the musical too. Mm -hmm. I just like the movie a little better. So what you were just referring to, how in the movie she what was her motivation exactly? Was it that she had already given up on Warner and she was like, well, I got to do this or because she was actually always very intelligent in the movie. Like she got into Harvard relatively easily. Yeah. And apart from the fact that she just happened to not be prepared for that one class, mm-hmm. she never struggled in any of her classes, which is something that I've always enjoyed about Legally Blonde, that she just like, she's super peppy and she's a total valley girl, but she's also really, really smart. Mm-hmm. And in the musical, there were times where I felt like that part of her character was lacking. I never felt like she was stupid, but I never really felt the same like joy of her just being so insane intelligent and I think it's because they left out certain parts of her character like her focus on Warner continues almost till the end in the musical which isn't a flaw I would argue that it pretty much stops at the um intermission yeah I guess that's fair I mean I mean that's her see the it gets a little confusing because the order of events is a little different Mm -hmm. from the movie to the musical like in the movie when Elle finds out that Warner and Vivian are together they're already engaged Mm -hmm. and that's not the case in the musical yeah they get engaged right before intermission Mm -hmm. so it's it's hard to like remember like the sequence of events in each I mean maybe this isn't exactly how it played out but I felt like she was fixated on Warner longer and maybe that could just be because it physically took longer because the musical a little bit longer. Yes. Whereas in the movie, she kind of gets over him. It feels rel- like relatively quickly. Like she goes to that one party, fails, and then decides to start being more lawyerly. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it kind of seems like she kind of gets over him. Yeah. I think it's interesting. 
obviously when you're dealing with a, a movie versus a musical, like they don't seem that different, but both mediums have different ways of like dealing with things. Oh yeah. And I different... actually want to talk a lot about that regarding the show and the movie. Like different things that they can and can't show or explain. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that we see that we get to hear more of Elle's inner monologue through song. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, like, maybe that's a little bit of why it doesn't feel like she's fixated as much on Warner in the movie. And plus they can do things through montages, which musicals can, you know, when we're talking about something like a, a song, like Chip on Your Shoulder or whatever, but it's kind of harder. I don't know. I, I see where you're coming from. Let me elaborate further. Mm-hmm. So in the movie, there are multiple instances where Elle is kind of pitted against, uh, moral-wise, other people, Mm -hmm. where she actively shows how kind she is, Mm -hmm. and everyone else shows how nasty they are. Mm -hmm. So when she first meets the other lawyers in her class, they're all very, very nasty to her. That was played down a little bit in the musical. I guess so. Then, at the party... She shows up in her bunny costume or whatever, and people say really, really mean things to her. And she goes over to this one girl and she says, you know what? If you'd come to a rush party, at least I would have been nice to you. Mm -hmm. And I was actually a little bummed that that line wasn't in the musical because that when we watched the movie, and once again, I hadn't seen it in a while, Mm -hmm. that line really struck me as just a really great example of how kind Elle is, you know? You wouldn't expect someone like that to necessarily be kind to someone like Enid in her own setting, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not true. Yeah. Like, my experience watching it is, like, dif- just different. Yeah. Like, I cling to when she first meets the lawyers. I guess, like, it is more played down in the in the musical, but everybody does look at her weird, and mm-hmm. she's super, in the musical, like, she's super peppy. She's super, like, nice. Mm -hmm. oh my god we both have names that start with e and like you know what i mean one possible explanation i thought about this when we were watching it too is that because the movie is so focused on l and Mm -hmm. her relationship takes a complete backseat Mm -hmm. it could be that putting more emphasis on l's relationships which the musical does Mm -hmm. but not just emmett and her i do want to make that clear for listeners her and vivian you know her and paulette and paulette Mm -hmm. yeah just completely forgot about Paulette. <laughs> it puts more emphasis on her relationships. It could be that just the natural result of that is it took some focus away from her character. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So it's not like a flaw in the musical. Mm-hmm. It's just a difference. It's a difference mm-hmm. that I noted. And yeah. I do enjoy the movie more for that reason because I feel like we really get deeper into Elle. I I think that I tend to relate with fictional characters through their relationships so maybe that's why it doesn't bother me as much Mm -hmm. because I really I love her relationship with Paulette. Mm -hmm. I love her relationship with her friends from her sorority. Yeah. They become a literal Greek chorus. She basically hallucinates her friends to like get her through which yeah okay. Uh, but I, I also am kind of obsessed with Elle's relationship with Vivian in the musical. Mm-hmm. Elle's relationship with Vivian in the movie was... Tacked on at the end. <laughs> kind of, but it also was like... It was different than I remembered. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like they're starting to become warmer towards each other before shit goes down with um asshole professor guy. In the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like... Which I didn't remember. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. But I will say that I didn't miss it in the musical because I think that the way the musical handles their relationship is 
really interesting to me. Yeah. I was going to cite the line where, um, I don't remember if this is in the movie, but after the first day of class, when Vivian kind of throws Elle under the bus in front of Professor Callahan, and they everybody leaves class, Elle says, uh, Vivian, why'd you do that? Like, we girls mm-hmm. have to stick together. And, like, she really means it. Like, through, yeah. through her actions in the musical, you can tell, like, she really means it. And I, I've always really loved that line. And I think that their progression into becoming friends in the musical is, like, really neat. <laughs> yeah, I remember that line, too, and I really liked it because it wasn't in the movie. Oh, okay. So I really like that line, too, and I think I, I do like their relationship better in the musical. I like all of the relationships better in the musical. Yeah, I guess they did They did decide to spend more time on that and therefore probably took away from time that we got to spend alone with Elle. Because mm-hmm. nobody really wants to... I mean, with the exception of, like, one-man shows, which can be great or whatever, but mm-hmm. nobody really wants to watch a fun, happy musical with one person on stage. Yeah. So in that regard, maybe just in terms of medium, it was, like, the right call. But it's really interesting. I never really thought about it that way before. Mm-hmm. The other thing about Elle and Vivian's relationship in the musical is, and this is another difference, does Vivian see Callahan kiss Elle in the movie? Yes, but she leaves right after that. Okay. Well, actually, what she sees is Callahan reaching up Elle's leg, I believe. Something like that. I don't think she sees them actually kiss, which makes her accusation of Elle kind of ickier, Mm -hmm. you know? For clarification and context... Callahan is the professor who has taken Elle and three other interns from his class to be his consultants on a really high-profile murder case. Mm -hmm. He puts the moves on Elle (laughs) later on in the movie when she kind of has this, like, triumphant moment. Yeah. And in the movie, Vivian sees him, like, starting to creep on her and Mm -hmm. immediately assumes that Elle's been sleeping with the professor and that's why she got the internship and she makes some really nasty accusations of Elle. Elle, of course, does not want his attentions and Mm -hmm. says no and has to leave and is very upset. Understandably Um, so. Yeah. In the musical, however, Vivian and Warner, Elle's ex... Was Warner there in the movie? Did he see it? No. Okay. That's super interesting. Yeah. In the musical, Warner... Elle's ex and Vivian see Callahan go in and kiss Elle. And Warner, immediately after that, like, he makes a surprised face and then leaves. Vivian stays and sees Elle slap Callahan, so she knows the whole story. Mm-hmm. That was super interesting to me. And You literally said out loud, interesting. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> inside, I was like, yes. <laughs> and I'm really glad they did that. I'm so obsessed with that difference. I think it, yeah. I think it makes such a difference... I've always loved the movie, but that never sat right with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, in the musical, when Elle leaves the building and and Warner and Vivian see her, and Warner's, like, a dick, and Vivian, she doesn't say anything. It's like she's, like, stunned, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, like, it's hard to explain, but it's, like, women know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that was done really well. The other thing I love about Vivian is that she's the one who encourages Elle to come back. One thing that's really interesting about the movie versus the musical, and we talked a little bit about this while we were watching both, Mm -hmm. the feminist messages, while the same, have slightly different executions. Mm -hmm. And also, while I still will defend that these are feminist messages that we're getting, they are outdated. 
Absolutely. To an absolutely. Extent. Yeah. Both the movie and the musical, there were moments where I was like, yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really love how Vivian does not make like slut accusations of Elle in the musical the mm-hmm. way she does in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because that bothers me. And I also like that line that we mentioned earlier where Elle says, like, we girls have to stick together. Mm-hmm. Because that's also something lacking in the movie. I feel like you can tell that there's a six-year difference between the movie and the musical. But the musical is still, like, you know, ten years later, not perfect, not perfect. No. But, so I guess in the musical, we didn't really need it. But one thing I really loved about the movie is the female professor. Yeah. Who is completely taken out of the musical. Because Elle's first encounter with this female professor is that she's a hard ass. She kicks Elle out of class because Elle accidentally was not prepared. Um, It was literally the first day of class and Elle just didn't realize there was an assignment. So she gets kicked out because the professor wants none of her nonsense, you know? Mm -hmm. And as, as she progresses through her first year of law school, you see instances where Elle will ask a question and she will answer to this professor. And the professor is like, you're right. And she's very impressed. Then, after Callahan sexually assaults Elle, Mm -hmm. Elle is ready to quit. And she just wants to move back to L.A. And uh, this female professor hears Elle confessing that she is going to quit to her friend Paulette in a salon. And one of the women sitting in one of the hairdryer chairs turns around and it's her professor. Mm -hmm. And she says, if you quit, then you're not the woman I thought you were. Now, I love this so much (laughs) for so many reasons. One, I love that Elle has this strong, mature female mentor type. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, Love that. (laughs) Also, let's talk for a second about the fact that this is a woman who is supposed to be the exact opposite of Elle. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be a pure academic, and yet we see her at a salon. At a salon, I in, love that. In a safe place, you mm-hmm. know. I think that that's important. It furthers the overall message of legally blonde. That is, just because you are a preppy girly girl doesn't mean you don't have a brain. As someone who likes makeup a lot, mm-hmm. that's actually something I have to struggle with. I'm someone who does a full face of makeup. And then walks into, like, a comic store or a gaming store. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And people don't know what to do with me. And I I get weird looks. I get treated very strangely Mm -hmm. by some of the employees at places like this. You know, I remember one time I walked into a GameStop in my college town with full glam on my (laughs) face. And the employee came over and immediately directed me toward the Wii games weird yeah and like out of context that might not seem like anything but there's kind of this culture in gaming yeah where like legit gamers play on pc xbox or playstation Mm -hmm. we is for children and casual gamers yeah and i just thought it was a little weird yeah that is yeah that's weird you know and i don't know i've always just felt a little like uncomfortable being super into makeup and wearing makeup and then doing nerdy things. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seems like those two worlds don't converge often and people want to put people into little boxes. Mm-hmm. It's not how reality works. So, yeah, I don't know. I really love that. So I was a little sad that they left that out of the musical. 
of course, it being a musical, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't necessarily have the ability to do, like, quick interjections, like the scenes with the professor yeah. as Elle was going through law school. And also, you probably just don't have the time to include this character. No, I don't think so. There Not- were a couple characters that it seems like they didn't have time for. Yeah, which, you know... Makes sense, and I'm yeah. not, like, mad but at it or anything. I totally agree. Like, I had forgotten... I haven't watched the movie in a while, mm-hmm. but um, I had forgotten about the female professor, and I loved her. Mm-hmm. But the musical needs a villain and probably only needs one professor, so... Yeah. But the catalyst for Elle's return to law in the musical, I love... I also love that it's Vivian. Mm-hmm. And I think Vivian's character in the musical is really interesting because she's, like... Vivian's character in the movie is definitely, like, snotty. There's not much to like about her. No. And I also feel like, like, I don't know why she's with Warner. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't seem like she likes him. Mm-hmm. And while it doesn't super seem like she likes him in the musical either, she hesitates when he asks her to marry him. Mm-hmm. I get her reasons for it. She is a ladder climber. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they pretty clearly illustrate that with like lines about, you know, her wanting to mingle with other classmates because their father is a senator or whatever. Like, she definitely cares about like status and stuff, mm-hmm. which is like kind of icky, but also like, I don't know, I feel like I understand her character more in the musical. So I, I think her lines in the song where she is encouraging Elle to come back to the um, case. I think they're really, really interesting. You know, she talks about, like, how she didn't like Elle, but, like, when she's wrong, she says she's wrong, and she was wrong about Elle. And I just just think all the lines she has in that song are really interesting and really, like, uplifting. I see no end to what you'll achieve, and but that's only if you don't turn and run. You proved it to me, now show everyone what you can do. And you look great in dark blue. It was so hard for me to sit there and not sing along to every song while we were watching it. (laughs) Yeah, I mentioned that. Anyway, I just think it's so interesting that she changes from being this super pretentious, uptight person to being, like, really supportive of Elle without, like, losing her character. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like it makes sense. Yeah, I like Vivian's character more in the musical as well. I think she's a little less over-the-top catty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, she seems needlessly nasty to Elle. Yeah. You know, in the movie. And, um... Like, it really does make you dislike her. So then at the end, when we just get this title card that says Vivian and Elle are now best friends, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Like, sure, three years have passed, but, like, you know. (laughs) Like, why would they be best friends at this point? I don't Mm -hmm. know. I I just have no reason to be invested in that, so. But at the end of the musical, I think it's really sweet when they're at graduation and Vivian says these really nice things about her. Like, Mm -hmm. I always think that part is really sweet. And I love Vivian in the musical. One other thing that I thought was kind of funny, discussing how the feminist messages are the same, but they are executed differently. Mm -hmm. At the end of the movie, there's another title card that says that Emmett's going to propose to to Elle that night. (laughs) And in the musical... Elle just proposes to Emmett right there. And it was it was funny, you know? Like, it's it's interesting how they changed that because... Yeah. Not that I think either is better. No. You know, because in the movie, Elle, it was like, you know, her dream to have this guy propose to her. Mm-hmm. And just because she 
found a career doesn't mean that she still doesn't have that romantic dream. Totally. You know, so yeah. it's sweet that, you know, Emmett's going to, she's finally going to get the proposal you No, know, that, that it totally doesn't, like, take anything away. Like, yeah. it's, very, it's still very sweet. <laughs> but I do, I am, like, so delighted by the way the musical handles it. Because, yeah. because the musical can't do title card. You know that, it's the, yeah. the famous Legally Blonde ending where it's, like, where are they now kind of, like, yeah. stuff underneath everybody's face with, that, that says yeah. what they're doing now. And, like, the musical can't do that, but it does it as best it can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I, I, I always really, really loved that she just proposes. Mm-hmm. It's also really sweet that she had this idea of proposing. And it definitely doesn't mean that she still can't have that. But I, I enjoy the alternative mm-hmm. in the musical where she's like, I'm going to take it into my own hands. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I think it's very cute. It is. I do want to say about Elle, I totally know what you mean. I would argue that there are several times in the musical where she displays lawyer-like ability. When she shows up to the party in the bunny costume and Vivian's like, you know, Vivian calls mm-hmm. her a skank. And Elle all of a sudden is like, oh, really, Vivian? Is that what you see? And she goes on this thing where she's like, because I'm Gloria Steinem, circa 19, whatever the year is, I'm not smart enough, researching for my feminist manifesto, I was a playboy bunny. Yeah. Are you actually calling Gloria Steinem a skank? It's one of my favorite parts in the musical. No, that was great. It's so great. That. I feel like there are a couple moments where she kind of displays this this ability to like argue or make her case you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think that's really interesting but i totally know what you mean about like there aren't as many instances of her like highlighting her ability or aptitude or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah so another thing that i kind of wanted to talk about is just the differences we touched upon this before but the differences between the mediums oh yeah so when you have a movie you're speaking in a different language than when you're on a stage Mm -hmm. i actually thought it was very interesting and i noticed this right away just the ways in which the musical was forced to change Mm -hmm. and not that they were changes for the worse or changes for the better it's just they were different and totally in a lot of ways i think that this musical is a really great example if you've seen the movie of how stage language works Mm -hmm. you know because i kept thinking about it Mm -hmm. while i was watching there was one instance where the staging really surprised because it was really really good Mm -hmm. in the scene where Elle gets kicked out of class, the way that they stage it to, at first they're in the classroom and then they just like bring a door on stage and then instantly Elle hasn't really moved. Her character like on the stage hasn't moved, Mm -hmm. but suddenly you see that she is outside the classroom and everyone is still inside the classroom. And it's like really brilliant staging, Mm -hmm. but also the way that they had to kind of condense scenes together or cut them out, you know? So I thought that was really interesting. Or make certain characters play the same like part in the plot that two characters played in the movie yeah 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 i think that legally blonde the musical i'm so glad you brought this up (laughs) because i think that legally blonde the musical is a really 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 great example of an adaptation done well Mm -hmm. i have problems with others like i mentioned in a previous episode i'm not a fan of heather's and, you know, there, there are a lot of people in the, the theater fandom who love Heathers. And I get it. I love that first song. Don't really care about the rest of them. That first song is fire. But I don't think the show is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was too... 
maybe part of it comes from the fact that like Heather's being the cult classic that it is, is super like quotable and people quote lines all the time. Whereas in Legally Blonde, there are certain bits you expect to be in the musical. In Heather's, it was like, we have to put this line in here. So Mm -hmm. every time they said a line that was from the movie, it was like they were elbowing the audience like, huh, huh? Remember this line? Huh? And it annoyed the ever-living crap out of me. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. I did not think it was a good adaptation. I haven't seen either. I know nothing <laughs> about them, so. And Mean Girls is on Broadway right now. I, w- I would be really interested to see it because, like, I'm curious to know whether it, in my mind, is a Legally Blonde or a Heathers. I feel like it could be a Legally Blonde. I've also read some bad reviews of it. I feel like, especially now where there are so many fucking movies and stuff being made into musicals, it needs to be done right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, not everything can become a musical. And second of all, it's hard adapting something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why there's the this whole thing about, like, movies that are adapted from books, like the book is always better. You know what I mean? Because it's hard to make an adaptation like that work between two different mediums. I think Legally Blonde does it really well. And I will always hold it as like my standard for what an adaptation, a musical adaptation should be. Mm -hmm. Um, What I think is really interesting is that it did not do well (laughs) as far as like Broadway's really tough. Um, First of all, I think they had high running costs. They had a big cast. They had an amazing, beautiful set, like you mentioned. And with that comes high running costs. People just weren't going to see it. Mm -hmm. And I think that a large reason why was because people wrote it off as being, oh, that's not going to be any good. It's Legally Blonde the musical. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, And I feel like that would be really easy to do. I did it. I didn't want to go see it when I went to go see it. I I was in New York. My mom took me for my birthday. We stayed overnight. The next day, we didn't know what we were going to do. My mom was like, oh, well, why don't we go here? Because the previous day, I had seen a billboard, and the woman who plays Elle, her name is Laura Bell Bundy, and I knew her from Hairspray, and I was like, hey, that's Laura Bell Bundy. And my mom took that to mean, I want to go see that show. I did not want to go see that show. (laughs) But... She talked me into it and we went and I was like, oh, whatever. Like, because I didn't think it was going to be any good because I was like, how good Legally Blonde the musical? This is going to be dumb. You know what I mean? Which is like so stupid because it's literally what the movie is about. It's like just because something is bubbly and pink doesn't mean it can't be like smart. And I and I loved the movie. Uh-huh. Like we said, like I listened to the soundtrack all the time. I loved the movie. I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. And like that, then when I was faced with the prospect of seeing the musical, I was like, this isn't going to be any good. This is going to be super dumb. And I was so proven wrong. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that a lot of people felt that way. And I think that's a big part of the reason why people didn't go. And it closed, I think, after like a year or something. Yeah. Um, which is, like, not off. There there have been musicals that have closed after, like, a couple weeks. And they, they tried to drum up, you know, ticket sales with things like the MTV thing the, where they um, aired a recording on MTV. And they also had a reality show. <laughs> it was, like, a competition reality show that was The Search for the Next Elle Woods. Because Laura Bell Bundy, who was the original Elle on Broadway, was leaving due to vocal strain because the music in that show is no joke. And even though I love it, it is a grape I have. It's a grape I have with Heathers, too. It's so high. Broadway, can you stop? Like, Rachel said out loud to me, like, oh, what is with Broadway and having people, like, belt in their chest voice all the time? Like, 
let's cool it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those th- These people have to sing these songs eight shows a week. And she developed serious vocal strain and had to leave the show because of it. So calm down, Broadway. Anyway, yeah. they had a reality competition show called The Search for Elle Woods, where they auditioned girls to be the next Elle Woods on Broadway. I actually had a somewhat similar experience, not to the extent you did. I was actually hanging out with our friend Katie. Who loves this movie. Yeah, who really loves the movie. And um, we were we were young. We were in high school, probably like 16. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen the movie in like years and years and years and years. You know, like I was very young mm-hmm. the first time I saw it. So when she was like, let's watch Legally Blonde, I was like, ugh, you know, because mm-hmm. it was a part of our culture to an extent. So I yeah. like had the gist of it. But in my head, it was just about this ditz, and I wasn't really interested. And I remember being a little bit surprised mm-hmm. at the fact that she's actually supposed to be really smart. And I liked the movie a lot more than I was expecting to. You know, I had a similar experience. But isn't it just so interesting that the message of the movie is like, you don't, just because you're girly doesn't mean you're stupid. Mm-hmm. And even we were susceptible to thinking otherwise. I think about it all the time. You know, I it's obviously a problem. Yeah. And not just with, like, unwoke people. Mm-hmm. You know, we were kids. Yeah. But still, you yeah, know. totally. I mean, I have long held a very firm belief that we should be encouraging women to be feminine. You know, you don't have to be masculine. If they want to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If they want to. Like, if you like girly things, be girly. Don't be ashamed of it. It doesn't take away from any other part of you. Yeah. Yeah. Being masculine traits are not the only things that have to be powerful. Yeah, totally. I wish that there were more messages like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Weirdly enough, I think we need it more than ever. Totally. You know, I think so too. You know, feminism has come a long way and it's had taken major strides, but at the same time, we're still getting Disney reboots that are supposed to be more feminist mm-hmm. with our long beloved princesses who used to be full of life and passion now reduced to emotionless blah robots on screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the direction. I don't know if it's the writing, but either way, the fact that we didn't see a single fucking emotion on Cinderella's face in yep. the live action reboot or a single fucking emotion on Emma Watson's face in the Beauty and the Beast reboot, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. That's not feminist. Women have emotions. They should show them. Emotions, which are traditionally considered feminine, are almost shamed. They are shamed. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. They're shamed by our society. And I hate that. We need to stop shaming feminine things and mm-hmm. praising masculine things. And we've kind of coded in our society, which things are masculine and which things are not. And from there, which things are powerful and acceptable, you know, and which things are not. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think we talked a little bit about this in one of our previous episodes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Twilight, mm-hmm. One Direction. These are these are jokes now. Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. These things are jokes to our society. And what do they all have in common? Well, they're all things that women love. Oftentimes young girls love. And how are they any different than, like, Transformers? You know? Yeah. They're all silly and they're all fun and that's all they're meant to be. And yet, if you admit that you like Twilight, God forbid. Mm-hmm. You know? It's yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. Ugh. Just because the poster for the movie and the musical is all pink, like, It's like, oh, God, this is going to be dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what it actually kind of reminds me of? Remember when I first asked you to watch Harlots? 
And how you said that you were initially turned off because of the advertising. Mm-hmm. And how in the um, Hulu image for the show, it's like everyone dressed in these hot pink uh, 18th century gowns, mm-hmm. you know, and like posing in the, this like Vogue way. <laughs> yeah. Which the marketing for it makes sense after you've watched the yeah. show. Yeah. I don't I don't know why what my aversion was. I thought maybe it wasn't like a serious yeah. Not not necessarily in like a um in a way that was bad. I thought it was going to be like satire maybe. Hmm. But yeah, I I do that's really interesting. Like it's not that I thought it was going to be frivolous, just yeah. that I didn't think it was going to be like my cup of tea. But like I was very wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's hard to explain. Maybe maybe part of it was that I thought it was going to be like dumb. I don't know. But we're like coded to feel that way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, who's to say? I the only reason I started watching the show is cuz I actually got a commercial for it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had seen that promotional image, who's to say I wouldn't have had a similar reaction? Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that that's the case because there is nothing inherent about pop pink that means frivolous or silly or stupid. Yep. I think I did think it was going to be silly. Mm-hmm. I think that was that's that's an apt Description it is, of it is not it silly. is not silly. Go listen to our second episode, regular about, old finger sucking. Yeah, about harlots, and they got a season two. I'm really excited. I know. So anyway, give things a chance, guys. Yeah, and also be mindful of instances where your um, natural reaction to something more feminine is to dismiss it or to criticize it. Just be mindful. Wow, what a lively and intelligent conversation, huh, Rachel? Oh, shit, I forgot. She's still not here. (laughs) Dumb joke. It's still just me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Twitter at Optiot. That's O-P-T-I-O-T. And we're also on Instagram at OptiotPod. And you can find us on our website, OnePersonsTrashIsOurTreasure.com. We have some blog posts up there that you can go look at. Those will start again someday, we think. And, you know, subscribe to us on on iTunes or Google Play and and leave us a a review because those are fun and um, we like them. Okay. Still weird without Rachel. Bye, everybody. Hello there and welcome to One Person's Trash is Our Treasure, the podcast where I wait for the cat to stop clawing at my door. I know. Nice, good, clean claps, Rachel. You are obsessed with that. I really am. Every time you clap, I'm like, is she going to say something? (laughs) And you know what? Earlier when we did it, I didn't like my claps. I know you didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Christian Borle, who walked past me after I saw Brian Darcy James' final performance in the musical Something Rotten, and I don't stage door, and um, I was standing very far away from the theater, and he walked down the street past me and um, gave me a heart attack, and I texted you having a panic attack about it. I remember. Mm -hmm. You were talking about how cute Emmett is. That's a fun blooper. (laughs) 